Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, May 10th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Well, it's a most brilliant morning this morning, and I'm ready to tackle the world. I hope you are too. This last weekend was Mother's Day, as many of you know. And I was thinking about Mother's Day and Father's Day and how we honor our parents and we honor those who have brought up our parents as well. And in some cases, we honor those who brought up those who brought up our parents. But for Mother's Day, I was trying to, th- you know, there's a different vibe between Mother's Day and Father's Day. Totally different vibe. At least I sense it that way. And Mother's Day reminds me more of the nurturing, well, obviously the motherly aspect of how we were raised. Regardless if you're a mother or not, if you're a woman, I believe that you have this built-in nurturing capability. I believe men have that too, or can, but generally speaking, I think women have a, well, I think it's a God-given gift to be more nurturing. So I was thinking about, you know, why we honor the mother at Mother's Day, and it has a lot to do with her grace on her children. You know, we mess up, and yet she's still there, and she's still nurturing us. She's nurturing us through a period of time or a problem, and she does that all the time. You see stories of these really bad criminals, and the mother, she sticks by her her boy or her girl because it's built into her to believe for better. So I was thinking that how are we nurturing others? How are we seeing the better in others and helping that happen, helping it come about? Whether you're a male or a female, you can be one who nurtures. The Bible talks a little bit about nurturing, a lot about um, you know teaching instruction, and when they're old, they won't depart from it don't exasperate your children all these things that have to do with how to bring up how to raise the next generation but I got to thinking even more you know we honor mothers because of the nurturing that they do but I think we could get some honor not that we do it for honor but I think that we could be a part of that that we could nurture now think about this What if at the workplace or at the sports team night, whatever, whatever your thing is or things are, what if you became a nurturer? And and I'm not saying coddle people and, oh, that's okay, baby, it's all right, it's going to be okay. Not that. That's, maybe that's okay for mom to do when you're a kid, but... 
I'm not talking about that. Nurturing relationships, nurturing this potential that you see in other people, this what you see in other people, what God sees in other people that you've become privy to because your relationship with God. I don't know, it seems like the older I get, the more I realize that you cannot write somebody off. It's not fair. You don't want someone doing that to you. How in the world would you expect there to be fairness in the world if you're writing people off, but you're expecting them not to write you off and give you the benefit of the doubt? So, let's not write people off. Let's look at what God sees about a person. You know, part of the whole nurturing thing that moms do is they look past your faults. Can you look past other people's faults? Obviously, there are lines that are drawn. There are boundaries that cannot be broken or should not be broken. And relationships can take a turn for the worst, I understand. And sometimes there are things that happen that are unacceptable and, you know, must be terminated, must be dealt with appropriately for the health of all. But I'm talking about the kind of things that we we judge people and we make decisions about people and they're and basically we put a price on their life we put a price on their benefit to us sometimes and really that's a immature way to look at people all of us are in need of a savior and because of that that's that's a great equalizer because it doesn't matter what your upbringing was it doesn't matter what kind of money was in the bank account for you to go to college it doesn't matter what kind of cars your family drove and whether or not you went to tropical places for a holiday or down the street to the city pool all of those things don't matter to the potential of a person. And yeah, our culture likes to judge people, but we ought not to do that. We're to nurture people. So how do you do that? Well, I guess, speaking for me as a man, I would like to look at a person and try to see what God sees in them. I guess you have to be one of these glass-half-full kind of people. And it might not come natural to you. But, you know, if someone were to see you on your worst day, they might look at you like glass-half-empty. And you wouldn't want them to do that. So let's make a point to see others and to encourage others to reach a potential that they don't even believe they can get to. Because we all can blow it. I can't really make a judgment about somebody else. We've all come short of God's glory. And yet, He loves us and He pours out His Spirit into us, helps us grow. He's a a nurturer. 
And by extension, we ought to as well. A lot of the scriptures that I was reading had to do with the instruction and teaching and raising. And, and a lot of that maybe could have applied to just children. But don't you think that you're teaching and instructing somebody when you're simply doing what Jesus would do? Doing the right thing and having others see it? Don't you think that's instructing we always seem to wonder why there's these issues in life that we still have to deal with. You know, why why do I have to deal with all these things? And, and, you know, why isn't life perfect now that I'm a Christian? Well, you know, maybe part of the deal is you can't help instruct others unless you've got a conflict and others see you dealing with said conflict. You know, you can't really help somebody be patient and learn patience unless they can watch you be patient and for that to happen you got to have something that causes you to be challenged in your patience as a homeschool dad I'm constantly looking for examples in the real world that I can show my kids and let them see me stumble through it because I really do believe that I I don't want my kids to just stumble through things and make more mistakes than they need to. But there's nothing wrong with mistakes, don't get me wrong. But what I mean is that sometimes, you know, uh, I want to give the kids opportunities to see me and how I deal with something so they can learn the thought process behind it so that when they're challenged with something, Maybe not the same thing, but something similar. They can remember, oh yeah, Dad thought about it in this way, and this is how he approached it. That's probably a a good way to to do this one. I don't know. Letting people in and, and see your process. Well, that's part of nurturing. Whether it's with your kids or with your coworkers. I've worked in a number of places, and some have been healthy and some have not been healthy when it came to communicating and disseminating information. And the healthy places were the places where people were free to share what they've learned with others and free to share the mistakes so that other people won't make them. The unhealthy places have been where people don't communicate and you don't know what you don't know. And part of this idea of nurturing is to share information. Encourage those who are going through something that they can make it through it. Are you going through something right now? I guess I'd like to be the one to encourage you that you can make it. That we do serve a God who is aware of what you're going through. And he wants to help you. Just like I want to help you. Except he's got a little bit more... I shouldn't say that. I was going to say he's got more power at his command. But, you know, I can do all things through Christ. So I've got power in my court. I'd like to nurture you right now. And I want you to know that God loves you. And that this thing that you might be going through, these challenges that you face, whatever it is, it may seem like there's no end in sight or there's no solution. There's no silver lining. It may seem that way. And indeed, it might be that way. But
But I do know that there is one thing, and that is God. God is on your side, and He's in your corner. And there may not be a silver lining, but God is with you. And when God is with you, how's it go? Nobody can stand against you. The enemy will want to stand against you. People might want to stand against you. But I want you to know that you got two people in your corner. You've got God and you've got me. And so I'd like you to be looking around you for people who need that. Because even though you're going through something, because you know, cause most of us really, we are going through something. There's somebody out there who needs to see and be encouraged that there's a solution. That there is a God in their corner. And you know what? Now that you've heard this from me, it's your job to tell others. This is not just a mind thing. This is not just hyping yourself up that I'm going to make it through this day because I'm just going to will it. It's not that. The only will involved is just accepting what Jesus did for you and accepting his love for you. Even though the world would tell you that maybe that's not there for you, Maybe it's there for other people, but not you. No, that's where, you, that's where your will comes in. Your will says, no, I will trust the Lord. But then the trusting in the Lord is where your strength comes from, not your powerful will. I think we should pray. Lord, we thank you that all things, all things are seen by you. And there's not a corner that's hidden from you. And because of that, Lord, you can cast your light into all corners of our lives, into areas where we've kept you out. Lord, we ask that your light would shine in there, that your opinions, that your view of others and of ourselves would shine into places that we've kept from you. I thank you, Lord, that you're changing people right now as we allow you in, as we will our flesh out of control and let you have that control. And Lord, thank you for showing us that you're a good father and that you do care for us, that you do love us, and that you are the best nurturer. You want to encourage us. You want to show us and teach us. And Lord, we give you the authority, the permission to do just that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody, you stay in that Word of God and you read. I guess your homework today is look up some scriptures on instruction and nurturing and developing others. If you don't know where to look, just Google it and you'll find those scriptures. Use that technology. But you get into that Word and you live in peace and you pray for those who persecute you. And there is not a corner of your life that's too far gone for God's love to get in there and change. And when he changes you, or as he's changing you, you let that light out, and you'll change other people too. Be the nurturer that you can be, because God's in you and he's a nurturer, okay? And I will see you on the flip.